Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Welcome to the following on podcast from TalkSport. I'm John Norman and alongside Double Ashes winner Steve Harmison looking back at every day of the test summer. Day two of the first test at Laws has just come to a close. Another fascinating day's play. England on top at the start and the end uh, with New Zealand taking the middle session. As always, plenty to discuss and you're listening to following on. So, if you're listening, you probably already know by now that New Zealand were bowled out 45 minutes before tea for 378, but not before Devon Conway hit a double 100 on debut, and he got there with a six. Absolutely fantastic bowling from England at times, though. The Kiwis losing four wickets for just six runs at one stage, with Mark Wood and Ollie Robinson the pick of the bowlers. However, uh, England's shaker-looking top order folding again, Sibley and Crawley out cheaply, and it was left to Burns and Root to bat through the final session unscathed, ending up 111 for two. But with bowler-friendly weather forecast for day three, uh, this game could yet speed up. So... Let's get on with the show. Uh, myself and Steve Harmson. This is following on. Story of the day. So, Harmy, story of the day. Where do you begin? It was, um, well, there's so much to go at, uh, wasn't there? In the beginning, it was about uh, Devon Conway and Henry Nichols uh, putting on 42, uh, serenely enough. And then up stepped uh, your old mate, Mark Wood, alongside Ollie Robinson. Um, who performed really well today and was really unfortunate not to get on the honours board. Um, and then England doing what they always do, losing top order wickets, 18 for two, uh, before a fight back from uh, Rory Burns and the man that we knew England would be relying on, Joe Root. For me, the story of the day is Ollie Robinson. Um, I think the story about yesterday was Ollie Robinson for the negative reasons and you know, we're not going to look, park the boats and put it to one side because I think there's, there's there's things to come from this story and it's going to roll on probably into the days of after the game. But the way that young man has come back, 
and put the put the the trauma of what he had to do yesterday after the game to one side. The embarrassment to have to sit in his room and probably listen or look at social media or get it from you know family and friends telling them everything's all right and you know you've got to look forward to your cricket and career and stuff like that. To then come in to see the Sunday, the, the, sorry, the, tea, the newspapers this morning, to then go and put your boots on and perform. I thought he performed brilliantly. I, I thought he performed brilliantly. Yeah, there's mileage in what negative stuff is with Molly Robinson, but the way he bowled today, along with Mark Wood, I thought Mark Wood was absolutely brilliant today. I really did. I think he changed the game. Um, he changed the part. He got the partnership broken. It's a game with Pierce. This is a very, very good surface. New Zealand should have got 450. If I was an England fan, and that was me, and that was, I was a New Zealand fan, sorry, and I'd be diff- disappointed we didn't get 450 from 246 3 overnight. Um, and that's largely down to Robinson and to Wood. I thought Woody was brilliant. So, from that context, for me, the story of the day was the England coming back into the game. The bowling was exactly the same as yesterday, got a little bit more luck, broke the partnership, made it difficult to get in on. Um, and the bowl well as a team. So, you know, I, I was so pleased for the bowlers to get rewarded because sometimes you don't always get rewarded on a flat pitch where they're just rewards from yesterday, of sticking at it, not letting the game get away from them. It could easily have been 280, 290, 300 um, and letting the ball go to all parts. They stuck to their disciplines and I thought the ball brilliantly got rewarded for it. This morning, a little bit this afternoon, Wagner whacked a few, but yeah, look, I think England this morning would have took anything. If you give them anything under 400, I think England would have been so, so happy. Yeah, I totally agree. And it reminds me a little bit of a game that took place at Mount Monganui in November 2019 when um, you know England went in. They, they scored a similar kind of score uh, as New Zealand did. And we all thought, OK, well done. But then New Zealand went out there and scored 550 and won the game. Now, I'm not yeah. suggesting England didn't do that, but... Um, I thought they bowled very well on day one. And as you say, got a little bit of luck uh, that they maybe didn't get on day one, on day two, got themselves back in the game. Look, in regard to the comments about Ollie Robinson, I agree. My mind actually turned to him um, last night as I was just making my way up to, uh, um, to go to sleep. And I just thought, I wonder what is going. He must be in his room looking at the ceiling and, and you can only guess at what was going through his head. And I'm yeah. not, uh, I'm not, saying I'm sympathetic because, um, you know, he made his own bed, really. But it's interesting. And it's interesting from a sporting perspective. I thought the same thing on the way in this morning on the tube up towards St. John's Wood. I thought to myself, how will he play today? And I went through the different kind of uh, permutations. You know, is he, is he going to pull up halfway through his run-up because he's just not going to be able to deal with the fact that um, of what's happened? Is he going to bowl really well? Is he, is he just going to go all over the place? Um, possibly the catch settled things. He took a catch at long leg to dismiss Henry Nichols and yeah. came and, and took a wicket himself. Who knows? It doesn't really matter. But yeah. I think you're right. He, he, he came up and he, he, he just made sure that there's another story now. There's another narrative. Um, and whatever happens after this test match, whether he gets banned, whether he gets dropped, whatever happens, he's performed, you know, and that's all he can do. So um, I'm not going to say well done to the guy. I'm just going to say it's interesting. That's it. It's good signs, though. For me, for me, it's good signs. I'm, I'm talking about Ali Robinson, the cricketer here, putting the off-field stuff to one side for a second, not forgetting about it, just putting it aside for one second. He's had to come and endure a debut, which is very, very difficult to do, at Lords, 
which is even bigger because it's the home of cricket. And he's gone and performed on day one, not knowing anything about what's happening. He's come off and he's had the trauma of everything that's gone with it. And the challenge for him was what was going to come next. And for me, that's brilliant signs about this kid's character, brilliant signs about this kid's mindset, because his ability to leave the game at the door, the out, sorry, the outside of the game at the door, and go on and just see three stumps, a red ball, and 10 fielders trying to get wickets, and do that for a day, and then come back to it as he goes back through the gate at the end of it at half past six, whenever the game's finished. That, for me, is a sign of somebody who can play at this level. Because the hardest part of the test match cricket is not actually batting and bowling. It's everything in between. It's the influences in between, the crowd, media, you know, TV, everything that goes with it, you know, the scrutiny of your life. And that, in this last 24 hours, I think Ollie Robinson has just proved to me that this kid has got the mindset to play the game. Now, whether he gets a chance to do that because of what's happened is for out, other, player, other people to have a, have a conversation with him and other people to make decisions. But what I've just witnessed in 48 hours of international cricket, this boy, this guy, this boy's got, you know, the, the, the game, he's got the mindset and he's got the ability to switch on and switch off that you need to play international cricket. So that's great signs for me. If, if it takes it out of his hands, ECB takes it out of his hands. Look, hands up. He's got nowhere to go. He's got no complaints and he's got no comeback. Can't bring a lawyer in and say, plead not guilty. He's hung, drawn and quartered. He has to take what he's coming. But if he then gets his chance to rebuild his career, which I think he should do, then you know he's just proven in 48 hours there's good signs ahead for Ollie Robinson. I tell you what, it's also good signs uh, for England insofar that you know Jimmy Anderson and Stuart Broad came into this match with a, you know, a billion test wickets between them. But mm. well, it wasn't then uh, on this occasion, was it? It was England's mm. backup bowlers. And also, let's throw in the fact you know, we're talking about whether England made a mistake about not playing a spinner on day one. Um, and we weren't saying that they did because it's too early to really know. But if Jack Leach plays, then one of Robinson and Wood doesn't. And again, the complexion of this match would possibly um, and probably look very different right now. Absolutely. And it probably would be Robinson or, or Wood. I would still play uh, Broad and Anderson. I thought Jimmy and Brody bowled well. I really did. I just didn't think they, they carried a great deal of luck. Um, Stuart had his knees pumping. He put the ball in good areas, challenged the batsmen. The two, you know, they the held it together from thought the whole bowling unit. If, if we had been sitting here, if we had been sitting here, Anderson four, Broad three, Robinson or Wood two, and the other one not got a wicket, you would have, I don't think you could have, you would, you would have believed either way. I thought all four of them bowled very, very well. Robinson got four wickets, Wood got three. That's just what a bowling unit does. And, have an experience of playing with three other very, very fine, fast bowlers. There are times where you've come off the field going, you know what, I can't believe I've not got one there. And then you've also gone off and gone, I've got a, I've got a ball in my hand, I've just got five for And you'd say to one of the other guys, and say, I can't believe you've not got any wickets. That's just the game. That's the game. Jimmy and Broadley understand that. Change second innings, change your edge, Baston. But the one thing I will say is England's bowling attack cannot go in any game, whether it's home or away, without Mark Wood or Jofra Archer. Jo because Jofra Archer and Mark Wood are game changers. And we've just seen in this game, 246 for three overnight. <laughs> Game's going nowhere. 380 mile an hour bowlers, potentially looking down a barrel of 450. 
N500. And Mark Wood bowls a spell at 94 mile an hour. Gets a wicket on a flat on a flat wicket. Gets a wicket. All of a sudden, bang, bang, bang. England are now, like you say, four wickets for six runs. Game completely changes. We need a fast bowler. We've got to keep them fit and an out-and-out fast bowler. I'm not talking about 84, 85, 88 mile an hour. Archer bowls 90 plus mile an hour consistently. Mark Wood bowls 90 mile an hour consistently. England need a fast bowler in their team. That's why Stokes is so important. That's where you get your spinner from. So, you know, desperate to get Ben back. But I think this game's just proven. When we play on flat wickets, without Wood or Archer, we are toothless. When we've got one of them, we are a we are a force. We are an absolute force. These four guys have proved it today. Not because of Mark Wood, but when you need a break, he got one, and the other guys can then do their stuff. And I thought it was a very, very good bowling performance by England. They could have, could have bowled them out for less, you know, but they could have been chasing a hell of a lot more. Moment of the day. There were a few moments uh, of the day today, wasn't there? Um, I think you've already made mention, and we have made mention of, the, of possibly the real moment of the day, and that was uh, Henry Nichols' dismissal because it set in motion uh, the mini collapse that means that England are still in this match. Um, but in terms of a specific moment, you know, for a debutant, I know we spoke about Devon Conway yesterday, but for a debutant to come to Lords of all places and in his very first innings in Test cricket reach 200 with a six, you know. That is a moment. Doesn't get any better, does it? That's, that's not just moment of the day, is it? That's moment of a lifetime. <laughs> that is moment of a lifetime. You know, you come and you get you get five wickets on your debut, or you know, a tenth for in the match at, at Lords or an MCG or a, an SCG, Eden Gardens. You know, the, the the world famous stadiums. It's as a bowler, that's the dreams. What you know, the met up. He's fantastic. He batted brilliantly. We spoke about him yesterday. And we said yesterday, if we don't get him in our first half an hour, this guy will make you pay because he seems to have a tempo that doesn't really bother what's going on around him. He never really got... The only time he really got bothered was when he tried to get back for two for Neil Wagner right at the end and he got run out. It's the only time you've seen him go into possibly overdrive, whether he was got a little bit flustered. But, you know, he faced the short ball well. Yes, before lunch yesterday... He had an iffy 10 minutes against Mark Wood. Mark Wood was bowling 95 mile an hour. So, you know, the best players in, at, of all time would have an iffy five minutes in, in, in that sense. So, no, for me, I thought he was brilliant. It was a fantastic innings. He deserves all the plaudits he's getting. He might just have a look around and say, you know what? If somebody had just hung around more along with Nick, Henry Nichols, then we could have we could have a match winning total on the board of 450 plus. Because when you look at the scorecard, You've got Henry Nichols with 61. You've got Wagner with 25. You've got Extras with 24. Next, you know, Tom Latham with 23. And then nothing after that. You know, single-figure scores the majority. So, one more batsman probably cost New Zealand a, a chance to get 450, which would have been a lot of runs on that surface. Um, and, you know, fair play. What, a, what an absolute brilliant innings, you know, from a, on debut at the home of cricket. You know, I even not sleep for a week, to be fair. There was another moment you're talking about Fifers on debut. Ollie Robinson should have been on the yeah. honours board. Stuart Broad putting down a chance. He got two hands to it, diving to his right at mid off. Um, okay. And then and then Joe Root took him off and followed yeah, over. Yeah. Oh, come on. I, I thought you would have kept him on. Um, I thought you would have, as a bowler, 
as a bowler, you would have done. I think Michael Vaughan would have took it would have took a lot for Michael Vaughan to take the ball out of my hand. I'd have chinned him first. There's um, <laughs> no way I'm giving that five for up. Brody, I can I can sympathise with Stuart because once you bowl more than twenty overs in a Test match, in your you're standing there mid on and mid off, and your legs are feeling like Bambi on ice, and you know, you're staring down a barrel of being on the field for 120 overs. Um, every chance is a hard chance. You know, even 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 extra cover throwing it to you from uh, on you know underarm. The hard chances to catch because you you should have took it. So I'm not gonna you know stick up for Stuart on that. He should have took it. Robinson should have had five for. But if Robinson had anything about him, I'm not coming off skip. I'm bowling until I get this block out. I'm not bothered. You can hit me up in the air as much as you want. Put feelers on the boundary. I'll bounce me a few times. See if you can hit it up in the air. But you're not taking me off. I'm getting a five for. I'm going to show every single national newspaper. I was on the front page this morning. I'm going to be on the back page because I'm getting a five for. Um, uh, but he's in his first test match, so he probably didn't feel as though he could do that to the England captain. I know Broad and Anderson definitely would have. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Lol of the day. Uh, there was a, uh, there was definitely a, a laugh out loud moment of the day. The laughter was definitely coming from the press box, but uh, Neil Wagner unfurling that lofted uh, drive, the ball sailing over the rope for six, over long off. When Stuart Broad had, had just been brought on actually to replace Ollie Robinson, that so that brought a few chuckles up here in the media press box. Yeah, that was a fantastic. It was a, it was a yeah, it was a laugh out loud moment of day. But Neil Wagner played a back foot drive through extra Ooh. cover of Stuart Broad, and I tell you what, that was the best shot of the day. Brian oh, Lara had played that, mate. It was Brian Lara had played that. It was, it off, was Mark. off Mark Wood. Yeah, mm. if Brian Lara had played that, everybody would have been getting shot of the century. No, because it come from Neil Wagner, who bats at number eleven. Nobody thinks our oh, bowlers can't. I tell you what, I, that was an unbelievable shot. 
I tell you what, in fairness to Sky Sports, Ian Ward, I was listening at the time, Ian Ward did say that is the best, te- that is possibly the best stroke of the, <laughs> of the test so far. So, I mean, it was noticed, but I mean, there was some hilarity around that. Wagner hit Stuart Broad for a six. He then uh, back foot drive uh, against Mark Wood for four. And then uh, Devon Conway reaches 200 with a six. It was a, a really balmy passage of play. And then just when you think Devon Conway is going to be the first batsman in the history of the game to carry his bat, in his first ever innings in Test cricket, he gets run out. <laughs> it yeah. was that was so bizarre. It was really, really bizarre, um, and a really funny part of the part of the day of and part of a, a, a pretty entertaining match so far. It was in it was a score. I think Conway was trying to get back on strike because he knew that he probably knew that there were a few shy. You know, when you when you're in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't even his run mate. It was Wagner's. No. Yeah, but it was that was that's what made it even more ridiculous. He was running again, out again, trying to get a two again, for Wagner. <laughs> but again, again, <laughs> bowlers when bowlers when bowlers are involved, there's always a chance of a run out. Bowlers in Nasser Hussain, there's always you've always got a chance of a run out. So no, it was a it was just a it was a bizarre 25 minutes where Wagner come in through the bat, be tired, um, and England England capitalised there and. Uh, I, you know, it was, uh, Wagner. It was comical he's batting, but I actually, when you fast forward about forty-five minutes to an hour, when they brought him on, I thought that was his first first up. He was that was where the game changed in, in England's favour because I thought him going to the short ball the way he did. I thought he let England off the hook because I mm-hmm. thought Saudi and um, Saudi and Jameson when they first started. I thought the ball really, really well. Put the ball in the right area. Jameson tried a bit too much. He was up the hill, down the, up the slope, down the slope. You know, left and right hand. He was trying to swing it back up the slope as opposed to just letting the contours of the slope go with you. Uh, one bit of advice I would give to Jameson, trying to, trying to bowl a weird swing to a left-hander up the slope. You know, from, a, from the height he's at, it's going to be very, very difficult to get the, you know, the, the outside edge. Let the slope do the work. You know, put it out there. Let it come back. If it doesn't come back, let the slope. Let the slope will naturally take it, take it up the hill, um, and you've got more chance of taking the outside edge. He's not Jimmy Anderson, but he bowled. I thought he bowled very, very well. The two of them and um, Wagner came on, and the, it, it seemed to die down a bit. Mm. Whack in the middle of the pitch. Burns got away. Root got a chance to get started, and all of a sudden the pressure that Saudi and Jameson put on England just seemed to release a little bit. What is going to happen tomorrow? So what's going to happen on day three, Harmy? Uh, I did make mention earlier that the weather conditions aren't going to be quite so batsman friendly. We're expecting some rain. And even if there isn't rain, uh, of course, there will be some cloud cover. So uh, um, you just fe- you've, you've got the feeling that uh, it's going to be a pivotal, pivotal day in the test match. I don't think it's going to be too diff- different to what today was. You know, prediction from sitting here last night, sitting and thinking, you know what? If England don't get Conway out in the first half an hour, then he'll go big or he'll get, he looks as though he's in a bit of nick. I thought Joe Root looked very, very good. And if mm. he gets in first half an hour and he stays in, then England have got, you know, the no, you've got to rock back and bat and get a big, big score. And New Zealand know that as well. I've been Rory Burns' biggest critic. You know that, John, as a Surrey man. I've battered Rory Burns for the last 12, 18 months. 
I'm going to sit here now and say how well he played. He hit, yeah. the, he hit one shot down the ground, straight past the stumps. And I thought, right, you're on, you've, you've done your, you've done your, not homework, you've done your hard yards in first class cricket to get you in a position to hit these balls and play the way you've played. Your fierce balls, you've got runs, you've built innings, you've gone through the hard part, you've dug in, you've then cashed in. And that's what Rory Burns has done. To her. So, you know, massive well done to Rory Burns. He hit one straight back down the ground. In the bad times, in the winter, he got out LBW because he tried to hit that there through mid, straight mid-wicket or he hit, tried to hit that through square leg and he got out LBW when his head fell over. That was a sign for me that Rory Burns looked in good touch. So if he can come out tomorrow morning, overdo, get oversee the first sort of 20 minutes, half an hour, get past that, sec- that, that new ball, that new ballish period. And even when the clouds do come in, if the boys are in, the two boys are in, it will, it will get easier to bat because the wicket's still good. I still think this is as good a pitch that you'll get at Lords from, you know, from uh, you know, the last sort of three or four years. This is as good a pitch as I've seen. And even if the cloud cover does come, it has swung, you know, it has swung through the first two days. So swing, swing doesn't, shouldn't really bother the, the batsman too much. It's an easy pace pitch. Don't think it's going to go up and down until possibly the next day, day four, possibly day five. But this pitch is still solid, still good. And if England can get over the new ball, England will hopefully get close, somewhere close to what New Zealand got to. And then it becomes a one-innings match. It comes a one-innings match. And you just hope and pray that not picking a spinner doesn't come back to haunt them if it becomes a one-innings match. Well, we shall see. Plenty to uh, to look back on with myself uh, and Steve Harmson over the next three days. Harmy, uh, thanks for all that. So we'll chat again tomorrow and uh, find out if your prediction uh, has borne fruit. But uh, appreciate your uh, insight as ever. Um, you can listen and subscribe to the following on podcast on ACAST, Spotify or uh, Apple Podcasts or download the TalkSport app. Of course, you can get it there for free. But for now, that's uh, it. Thanks for listening to Following On. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 